Hey yo fellas, we, we made men, we made men. Try to believe that within. I just wanna be a good man. Okay, I know you all, but tell me you a good man. Tell me you're a good man. So many men are being crushed. Societal demands to be tough. Yes, you guess you are enough. Okay. I just wanna be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man. All right, all right. Welcome to the Made Men Podcast. This is your man, Derek Butler. Man, I'm so great, so happy to be here right now. I'm also known as DBM Powers. Listen, we're doing something special here. We are doing something very, very special. This is the Made Men Project. The Made Men Project. We're talking about motivated. We're talking about accessible. We're talking about disciplined and expressive men. That's what made men is about. We are right now dismantling society's false sense of masculinity. So many men are being crushed under the societal demands to be tough, to deny any kind of vulnerability, sensitivity, or any internal hurt or pain. And it's time to change that narrative. And my first guest for this podcast, the first guest I have on to help me change this narrative is my man, Joe Blank. Joe, introduce yourself, brother. Hey. Woo. Joe Blank is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Happy to be here, Derek. I'm from Rochester, New York. I'm a controller and HR director by trade, currently laid off as of the end of August. I'm sorry, end of April, uh, which was the end of August. And uh, just looking to do my new thing and looking to change the, make, make the make a world a better place one person at a time if I can, quite honestly. Absolutely, man. I get it, man. I get it, man. Listen, this is, this is my forget about it guy. This is my brother from upstate New York and you know, I met this brother during a quad meet, which is something great that's going on on LinkedIn. You want to explain quad meets real quick? I see you're on them often. Yeah, no, I'm actually a quad squad leader. Yeah, they're great. Um, they're all about meeting. It's a, it's four people, hence the word quad, right? right. So it's, it's four people getting on from all over the world, all over the country, everywhere, and just getting together and talking. And we all, as people, have a financial responsibility for our family. So that's what we're trying to do is make those connections that could potentially help us. And in the meantime, just also with mental health, just helping people get out there because everybody's been so constrained by this pandemic. And whether you believe it's political or not, it, it's it's happening in everybody's world and all throughout the world. And this is this is just a chance to get to know some new people, get to meet some different folks and their backgrounds and understand them. And right. it's just a wonderful thing. I happen to be a squad leader and I love being it. And our, our squad host, it's called a squad, quad, squad, right. squad leader, but I host a, um, events at all different times. And it's just been such a blessing. Man, that's great, man. Thank you for sharing. And I, like I said, I met this guy in the quad meet and it was yeah. such an amazing experience, man. We just connected and we've been yeah. chatting ever since then. And just, he's so supportive and, you know, understanding and just, he does some amazing things. He's a great guy to know and talk to. And when I definitely get to upstate New York, I'm going to catch up with him so we can have a face-to-face -face conversation, maybe go out and get a couple of dog beverages or something like that. There we, so, there we go. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, brother, man, this is this is, this is is great, man. We got the Made Men Project starting. This is the Made Men Podcast, man. And I want to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you something. I've been kicking around this idea for a long time, Joe. And when you reached out to me and we had that brief conversation, at that point in time, I said, you know what? I'm going to move forward with it. I've been spinning my wheels. I said, you know, that's funny. When you say, yo, you know, you can interview me. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just move forward with it. I had nothing in place. I had nothing planned out. It's just been in the back of my mind. I've been toying with made men for the last, whew, 
I'm gonna say almost almost ten years now. I've been wow. going with the Made Men. It started off as a mentoring program for mm-hmm. youth that I did. Um, mm-hmm. I was about to do a nonprofit for it, but Made Men has always been in the back of my mind, and I'm in this position now as an entrepreneur that once an idea comes into you know comes into thought, you got to move forward with it. And I've been putting this off for a long time. I said, you know what? Joe brought this to me for a reason. Let's kick it off. Already nice. got five guests lined up for interviews. I'm doing another interview tonight. Like people just jumped on board. I got some prominent people. Like it's it's really big, man. It's huge. So it's, awesome. it's moving. It's rolling. And I have to thank you for that, Joe. I oh, really appreciate that. I, I didn't do anything. I just put the idea out there, say I'm willing to be a guinea pig and just try right, it right. out, see how it goes, you know? So well, I just forget we're, about it. Forget about it. I helped the brother forget out. Forget about <laughs> it. We're, we're rolling with it now, brother. We're rolling with it, man. I just forget about it. I have to brut out, you know. <laughs> so jump into this. Um, and I'm gonna start with this, man. When you were growing up, mm-hmm. what did you think made a man a man? Uh being strong. Being strong. Um, being strong, being able to provide. Um just yeah, those are those are the examples that I ha- I had around me. Um and you know, I would say you know, my father did the best that he could I, at, at, at his level, did the best that he could. Mm-hmm. But I learned that I wanted to be more. Um, he was, right. con- you know, he seemed very content in whatever it was. And to me, I wanted more out of life. And I learned that from him. I mean, he's a great guy in a lot of ways. I know my sister and brother have had some issues, but you know, I loved him. You know, we all loved him in some capacity, right? Um, but yeah, just the examples that I saw. You know, it was a tough guy. It was a tough guy image. It was always the, you know, don't show emotion. Don't, you know, don't, don't let fear, you know, don't let, don't let them see you, you know, be afraid. Yeah. Um, Just, just those kinds of examples, you know, because I mean, I grew up in New York city, right. And that's the melting pot of, of everything, right. It's, you know, people and attitude and, you know, it's all about, Hey, how you doing? You know, and and everybody's (laughs) like that, you know, and even, and that's the win, you know, so, you know, (laughs) so as a guy, you had to step it up even further, you know, so, so that, that's, that's what I was around a lot. That's great. If you had to put like one word to what would one definition be of a man as you were growing up? Just one word to define manhood. As, yeah. You know, from a young, from your younger perspective. Sure, sure. I'd say strength. Strength. Yeah. Strength. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was very similar, man. My dad, you know, um, and I go into stories. I don't know. Some of my content, I talk about my dad, the relationship, how tough that was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I just got to the point during the last four or five months and I was able to truly forgive my dad and release all the anger, pain and resentment I had towards my father due to mm-hmm. the things I experienced growing up. But mm-hmm. when I was younger, when I was a child, before I knew any better, my dad was my hero. My mm-hmm. dad was the coolest thing, the coolest dude in my town, the coolest person mm-hmm. in the city. Um, he was he was big in the sports, big in the women. And that's what I picked up from my dad. So when I looked at a man, you know, my, my ideal image of a man, he's supposed to be cool. He's supposed to have a beautiful wife at home and mm-hmm. several women out there in the street. So that was my viewpoint and just a smooth mm-hmm. dude. My dad was a smooth guy. So mm-hmm. I, I get it. And my definition, you know, if I had to give it one word, man, it was just cool. You know, cool, man. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's who my dad was, man. It was cool. So mm-hmm. now let's fast forward to where you are now, man. What made you the man you are today? Like, share your story. I know you and I briefly touched on it, man. Sure. And if you don't mind going into it now, brother, like share your yeah. story and what made happy you who you are and what you are today. Yeah, happy to do it, brother. So I, at the age of 16, I lost my mother um, due to cancer. And uh, that, that changed me a lot. I mean, I know, you know, 
people, you know, see violence, they witness acts of violence with their own families and things like that. And they see death and, you know, but for me, um, it really changed me. It made me, you know, I cried a lot about it and I wasn't afraid to, it was just, you know, it was my pure emotion. And, and I moved away from the city. Like my dad was, they just felt my dad wasn't capable of taking care of me. And um, he agreed to it. And I live with my sister and brother-in-law. So I was moving, you know, it was ultimately my decision, but I moved away and moved up about two hours away to upstate New York, um, below the, in the Hudson Valley area, just below Albany. And I started a whole new high school, you know, the whole thing. And I was scared to death. Like, did I really do the right thing? I mean, I left all my friends behind, all my, you know, all my contacts, everything. I mean, there was no social media back then, you know, I mean, there was pay phones and, and phone calls and things like that. You know, there was no cell phones, right. you know, and, you know, and it's just like, I, I had to grow up quick. And, um, you know, so it, it just changed, it just, that just changed my life. And from there, it just became one of those things where I just had to, all right, develop my own self again, reinvent myself again a little bit. I had to, you know, I was, I had to grow up and be really mature at the age of 16. And people saw that they would say, you know, how old are you? I'm like 16. I'm like, wow, you seem a lot older. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I've had some, I had some experiences of some things have drastically changed in my life. Right, right, right. right. So. Yeah, that's tough. So, mm -hmm. That's when you when you told me a story, man. I was so amazed to hear it, man. Just to see the man that's sitting here in front of me now, man, because I know how those things could impact you and affect you. And if you don't mind, I want to dig into a little bit the death of your mother. And not so much we don't have to get into the details, but just how did you respond? How did those unfortunate circumstances impact you later on in life? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a man of faith, right? I'm not I'm not I'm not ashamed to say that I'm a big man of faith. But I tell you, my faith was shook. You know, because I felt like I had, you know, I had prayed to God a lot about saving my mother and he didn't for whatever reason he didn't. Right. It was her time to go. And, I, and for a long time, I held a grudge and, you know, I didn't want to talk to God about it, any, about anything. And it wasn't until I talked to a pastor about it, I said, look, I just want to get some answers. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I kind of knew what they were. But I just wanted to hear from somebody and just say, you know what, you know, and it just comes down to, you know, God makes the choice of whether somebody lives or dies, right, on a daily basis. It's not in your hands, it's in his hands, right? And if you're gonna have that faith, you have to learn to live with that. And that was a hard knock to the head, but it was something that I did need to hear, because it's just, you know, it's just, it, it's just what happens. Life and death happen every day. So I had to accept that. And so then when that happened, I, I accepted, you know, got into my life and I became more of a faith-based person and to this day. And, um, but there's still, you know, there's still things that I struggle with. I'm not perfect in any way, shape, or, you know, I'm not a perfect husband. I'm not a perfect father. You know, I have a wife and two kids and every day is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a challenge to show love, give love, be who you're supposed to be in God's eyes. Right. But, and that's what makes us human. So from that perspective, I just really try to do what I can to make a difference in their lives. And, and in so doing, if it, if it impacts me in a good way, that's a good thing too. But I have to be responsible for other people. Yeah. What do you feel was the hardest part about all that for you? What was the, like, probably the most difficult thing to deal with when it came to all that? Yeah, just, just, um, just the pain. I mean, just the pain. Like I can go to her grave site now where my, near where my sister lives down below Albany there and I can visit her grave and I can still cry like a little baby. Cause I'm like, I'm thinking about all the things, you know, that she's seen from up where she is, but she has, she never got to see in person. And the, and the fact that my, my, you know, my son and my daughter especially was in, was impacted by that because they never got to meet their grandparents because they were all dead. You know, my wife's parents were died too. 
So we didn't, we, you know, we didn't have the grandparents. We were, you know, we, we spoiled our kids to a good amount. I mean, we didn't have a whole, we don't want to have a whole lot, but what we had, we gave it all to them. And, you know, and, and we're in a little bit better position now, but, you know, I'm, I'm unemployed. So things are what, the, what they are, but we did a lot, you know, we did a lot for the kids and it's because they didn't have anybody else to really count on. And I, you know, I just, I, I felt like we fi- had to fill a lot of roles. So it was a big responsibility. You know, Joe, I really, I really appreciate the transparency right now. You know, this is one of the big things that we're trying to really do, man, is let men know that it's okay to feel your feelings. But let men know that it's okay to express you're having some pain and you're dealing with some things because that's natural. That's natural. So many men want to try to shove it or or push Mm -hmm. those things deep down inside or try to avoid or do anything Mm -hmm. they can to not feel those feelings. But these feelings are natural. Yeah. Men, we have to break the stigma and get past that that society expectation, society expectation that we have to be this tough man. Mm-hmm. That's not the definition of a man. You know, no. a man is whatever whatever you need to be at the time, whether you need right. to cry, whether you need mm-hmm. to, you know, scream and yell sometimes in a safe way. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to feel what you feel and to deal with your feelings. It's the when you when you try not to deal with it, it's that avoidance that happens that leads to bigger problems, that means that leads to things that we can't anticipate. We mm-hmm. have to allow ourselves to feel what we feel and go through and process through these feelings. And yeah. that's a big part of it. What would you say sure. now that you're older, you're a grown man, father, husband, two kids, how has your definition of a man changed? Oh wow. Um it's a lot. I mean, like, you know, I, I, as I go back to my faith, right, I'm, I'm a different kind, I'm a rock, but I'm a different kind of rock, you know, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm, you know, I'm not the foundation, but I'm a foundational piece. Right, right, right. So, you know, God made me a foundational piece, like God is my foundation, and that's my rock, but I am a foundational piece for my family. I look to provide, I look to, you know, give advice, I look to just love, and I look to provide guidance where needed. You know, and that that's what's changed for me. And, and I don't look at it as a burden. I, I look at it as a joy, you know, really. I've been married for 29 years. And, um, you know, and yeah, I could say, you know, five of them happily. No, you know, I mean, I could definitely say, you know, in my wife's defense, I'm probably been more happy than she has with, you know, with it. Right, right, you know, right. but, we, but we work through it. We work through it. We're, we're, we're dedicated to each other. We try different, you know, we do different things. And, you know, we have a, we have a bond, right? And it's the same thing with the kids, you know, it's just, um, it's learning how to deal, you know, there's things that you, you, you know, as a father that you want to say to your kids. And it's just like, you know, I, I, I took life so seriously, you know, and it was just, you know, just how I, you know, in the, in the field that I'm in, I have to be very serious about, you know, controlling costs, making sure I give the right reports, financials and all. So it's a very serious business. Right. right. But deep down, I'm, I'm, I'm a fun guy. I like to have fun. I like to make people laugh. I like to make people smile. I mean, you could see on the quad meet, right. We had a good time. We were smiling. We were laughing. That's what I'm about. Right. So combining the two, it's a hard thing to do, but I, I do, I, I learn to do it where appropriate. Absolutely. You know? that's, that's amazing. Joe, what would you say to men today? If, you, if there was some sort of advice you can give to men just to let men know something, what, what would that one piece of advice give? What would that one piece of advice be? You know, in, in my time that I've been alive, it, it's, it's to not hide what you're feeling because mm-hmm. anger 
and joy build up, right? They're both, and they're both good in their own way, right? But anger is something that, if not controlled, spills out to the wrong people, right? It don't matter if you're an executive. It doesn't matter if you sweep floors. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, don't have any job whatsoever. It don't matter if you're gang banging. It don't matter if, you know, whatever, right? And I'm not here to judge that, right? It, you do what you got to do to get by, right? Right, absolutely. But, but if you build up that anger, especially, it just spills out to the wrong people. And, and, you know, I'll just use it for my own self. You know, I build up anger and I snap at the wife. Now I'm on the couch for three days and I'm joking, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, it just, you know, and then all of a sudden it, it just goes downhill from there. And then I got to say, you know what? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. You know, here's what I'm feeling. And, and, she, and then she'll get on me to say, why didn't you communicate that with me? Right. You got to find an outlet. Right. And it's got to be a positive outlet. You know, a lot of people look for outlets that aren't so positive and that's the hard part. Right. You got to find something that you can go and do and find something positive because the big thing is you, you know, you got to, you, you got to not want to hurt anybody. You got to want to just release some anger. You want to release some tension, but you also want to be able to be like, you know what? I didn't hurt anybody in the process. I didn't have to step on anybody. I didn't have to push anybody out of my way to get what I wanted to feel some relief. And that's, that's a great point, man. I, I, you touched on so much right there, but I was, I just looked up this quote that um, Freud said, and it said, Unexpressed emotions never die. They are buried alive and will come forth later in uglier ways. Um, there's another lady, and I gotta look up her name, not to go back and tag it on here, but one thing that she said to me um, that was very important, and I don't, you know, anger, we, we, can, we can dance around with the words or not, but what she told me is trauma not transformed is transferred. So basically, like you're saying, those emotions, if they're not transformed, if they're not processed through, they're transferred. Yeah. What you do is you lash out the people that you are safe with. The mm -hmm. people closest to you get mm -hmm. the brunt of your anger because mm -hmm. you feel like, oh, well, they just know I'll miss that way or they're going to accept, you know, she ain't going to leave me, whether it's the wife, the kids understand they're just dad, but it's not fair to them. I tell men, especially my clients, I tell my clients all the time, just because you don't want to deal with those emotions, it doesn't mean they don't that, that, that they don't go. I mean that they don't that they go anywhere. It doesn't mean that they leave because you choose to avoid. Doesn't mean they walk away. No, they settle right down inside of you, and they're going to come up. So yeah. if you don't learn to manage those emotions, they're going to manage you, right. and that's the key, man. We have to deal with it so that the people who are closest to us don't get the brunt of that. They don't get that unfair exchange or we don't, you know, place our emotions on them in an unjust and unfair way. They shouldn't have to carry that as men. And, and, and you know, as men, it's, it's, it's best to just deal with it, to manage it, so that our loved ones don't have to carry the brunt of our inability to manage our emotions. Well, what's happening in society now, Derek? People are just expressing their emotion to anybody they want, right? Yeah. And they're angry, they're upset and everything. And, and you know what? Some of these people are getting hurt because they're not, they're not doing it right. They're just getting up in people's faces and some people are not going to take that. Right. Not. I'm not, you know, and, and it's not, you know, I don't like people up in my face and my grill yelling at me about something, right. Especially something I haven't done. You don't know me. So don't judge me. Right. You want to have a discussion with me? Let's have a discussion. I will talk to you. 
You know, I don't agree with X, but I agree with Y. And here's why. Well, you, you know, know you bring up another very good point. You know, we're, we're, we're in a place in society now where if you dare to disagree with someone, that means you're challenging them or you're their, you know, you're their moral enemy now or, you know, they want to laugh and, oh, you're stupid. You're dumb. crazy. When, when do we get to the place that we have to agree on everything? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. I honestly, I'm, and I'm, and I'm not trying to be stupid or anything. It's just, I don't know what happened. Like there's just people that lash out for no reason. And it just, cause you don't agree. And it's like, wait a minute. I, you know, I used to have disagreements with my friends all the time. And then we'd say, hey, come over to my house and let's play, you know, or it'd be like, Hey, let's go, you know, let's go have a drink. Let's have a beer. And, you know, we'll just settle all differences over beer for who buys, you know, I mean, it's it just that kind of attitude. And now it's like, you know, well, I don't want to speak to you. And I think your family's a bunch of scumbags. And I'm like, what the heck? I just, I just stated an opinion. You don't have to agree with me. You don't even have to like it, but just show me some respect. That all comes down to, though, like people not knowing how to manage the emotions that come with it, to deal with it. Because yeah. what's going on, to be honest with you, when, when a disagreement happens, a person is taking that personally. And it really comes down to the story they tell themselves when a person disagrees with them. So either, you know, they might be telling themselves, oh, he thinks I'm dumb or, you know, he thinks I don't know anything or something like that. So it's all yeah. about that story, that, that narrative going on inside their own mind and they're projecting on you. I had to tell people all the time, hold on. I understand what you're saying and I validate your experience and perspective, but I don't agree. Right. I don't see it that way. But just because I don't doesn't mean I'm challenging you. Right. It doesn't mean I'm disagreeing with you, with your experience. I'm just saying I don't see it that way. That's not my experience or perspective. So I can't say that that's, you know, that that's right for me, but I understand what you're saying. And, yeah. you know, when they start escalating in their voice, I'm really good at, you know, processing through emotions and, and behavior. So first thing I thought, so, oh, real quick, are you okay? I stopped. I just, are you okay? Because I can't hear what you're saying because you're yelling too loud. Mm -hmm. So maybe I need to move closer or I need to move forward. But what is it that we need to do so you're able to effectively communicate those thoughts and feelings you're having right now? Because the way you're doing it, I do not, the way you're doing it, I don't accept. Right. If you're going to continue to speak to me that way, I'm going to have to end this conversation. Right. And that, and that tends to tick them off even more. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I, I wasn't, when I was in high school, I went to Brooklyn Tech, right? And, right. It, was, you know, and it was, it was phenomenal. I mean, it was just a like, I was a minority, right? There was a right. lot of Asians and right. there was a lot of black people and right. there was a, lot, um, a, a fair amount of, um, uh, Hispanic, right? So I was the min minority, right? And I got put in classes where I was a minority, right? right? And I was in with, you know, smart people, you know, people, you know, just not, not that intelligent, took longer yeah. to learn. I had thugs, I had good people, you know, it didn't matter, right? I treated every single one of them with respect, because I respected where they were. I didn't judge them, right? I didn't agree, maybe, you know, if we were get to talking on stuff, and they said, oh, yeah, this is what I did, and da, 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 and, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm like, all right, you know, that's cool, you know, that's, that's you, right, that's not me, I don't, you know, I understand what you're doing, and, you know, I, I just tell you, I don't agree with you, and what you're doing, but you know what, you do you, right, and, right. you know, I just hope that things work out better for you, and that you find something better in life, you know, and be safe, right, but I'm not going to sit here and say, yo, what you're doing is wrong, man, I'm, you know, right. you're just wrong, right, right? I'm not going to do that, you know, just don't don't force it upon me and they never did you know don't force feed me yeah don't force feed me your ideologies please yeah. don't 
or your actions or your actions yes especially your actions yes yes you know so you know joe uh, i got one last question for you man and i and i and i want to know this and this is something that's very important to me and i know it's probably important to you joe what type of legacy are you attempting to leave are you going to leave in this world oh boy yeah i've thought about that you know and um i want to be respected and I want to be thought of as somebody who was respectful, who could, you know, who who was a shoulder to lean on, who got you through some tough times, yeah. uh, made you laugh, you know, sometimes because of the, how stupid it was, right. you know, the stupid dad jokes and the stupid right. things that I did, you know, right. um, you know, but just somebody that really cared about people and would do, you know, would do, would go out on the extra, would go the extra mile for for people of all ages, you know, just to listen be there, you know, and just, and just be a decent, you know, godly man. That's what I want to be remembered as a godly man. You know, he wasn't perfect, but he did, you know, he used what he had to the best of his abilities and yeah, he had his faults. Everybody does. Right. But he didn't let those, he didn't let those stop the, he didn't let those stop him from doing what he really wanted to do. Well, you know, man, Joe, in the little bit I've known, in the little bit I know about you, in the little bit of time that I met you and known you, Joe, you are on the track to do that. You are a wonderful and amazing that. man. I truly appreciate your perspective and the experience and the insight you bring to this world. I, I love what you're doing around you with, with other men around you, with the quad meets and, and how, you know, with the networking and, and things like that, man. And I know that for someone who is going through, I don't want to project, but what I assume being laid off is not a fun time. No, being of course out not. of work is not a fun time. Of, right. Being out of work, for the amount of time that you have, I love your attitude and the perspective you bring, man. I love the way you're dealing with things. I know a brother like you, you're not going to be down long, and I wish you the best. If there's any way that I can help you, help your family, or anything you got going on, brother, don't hesitate to reach out to me, man. I thank you for being my my first guest. Hey. And the reason why you're my first guest, because you kicked it off, man. You you pushed this into overdrive, (laughs) and I said, you know what? I'm putting it together, and it's coming together, brother. And you I know, just... my mentor always told me that done is better than perfect. You got to jump in and take messy action. And that's what I'm doing, brother. We're going to get this back and to get it right. But I thank you for being my first guest. I thank oh, you for pleasure. pushing me without you even knowing, without you even knowing what you did. You moved me forward quickly. To, to, I'm to, happy to hear that, you know, and honestly, all I just said is I'll do it. So let's do it. <laughs> that's what start with, that was, you know, that, that's all I said. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to interview, I'll do it. There was, no, there was no physical touching involved, I assure you all. <laughs> <laughs> there was no physical violence involved. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sitting there, I'm at my desk and I'm working and I see that and I said, you know what, Joe? Yep, we're going to do it. Boom, 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 boom. Tension, tension to stuff. And from there, it took action and flight and here we are right now. Here we are right now, man. That and that's, and that's great, brother. I'm really happy. Yeah, that was, that What's was, that? That was less than a week ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. you contacted me last week about it, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Sure, why not? Yeah, so, yeah it was. Yeah, it was like it was, Thursday or Friday, he reached out to me and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do the yeah. first one for you. We can, you can get the bugs out with me and just be like, hey, you know. Well, I think, you know, it, it's smooth. Like, I mean, I've done podcasts before. I've done different formats and everything like that. But it was just, you know, this is my own thing and putting it into motion. And mm-hmm. once again, man, I truly appreciate you. I wish the best to you, your wonderful wife, your children. I you pray too. that you get back, you know, you get something very soon that suits your expertise and allows yeah. you to bring your impact to everyone around you, man. 
um, that's, take that, care. that's the goal, man. That's the yeah. goal. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah, take care. And I, and I, yeah, I look too. forward to a lot more conversation with you. I'm here, my brother. You know I love you. Yes, you, yes, you are enough. I just want to be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, because you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man.